0: Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Beloved, this is really important that you understand this because there is victories that are waiting for you to happen. Now watch this. That same worshiping anointing takes him into the, into the, into the room of, of Saul. And here he's actually ministering peace to Saul. Now in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we see David at a whole new other problem, isn't he? Now he goes into the field and he sees his brothers and the armies of Israel hiding behind their tents. Not knowing what to do because there was a great big giant, Goliath, who's about to take them down. David shows up in verse chapter 17 and he says these words, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Verse 26, 17, 26. That he should defy the armies of the living God. The people of Israel knew they were the armies of the living God. Right? Of course they did. They knew they were the chosen ones. They knew they were the elected, selected ones. They knew they were the special ones who had covenant. They knew it. And yet, when the enemy came against them, they ran and hid. Why? Why? Because the only thing that gives you a revelation of who you are is not information. It's a revelation that comes from a lifestyle of worship. David shows up and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? The size of the enemy, the size of the attack did not matter. Did not matter. David says, I can take him down. Now watch this. Verse number 43. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give you a flesh of the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, watch this, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you. Now watch this, these are not cute words, he is worshipping his way up. He is worshiping his way up. He is using the same weapon he used when he killed the bear and the lion. The same weapon he used when he had to put Saul to sleep. He is worshiping his way up. He's not even speaking to that stupid demon screaming at him. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, of the God of the armies whom you have defied. He continues to worship his way up. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And they shall know that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You notice how David continues to use his worship into his battle? The same thing that saw him there. The same thing in the field all alone when nobody could recognize him. When nobody acknowledged him. There was no audience except bah. (laughs) He led worship to a bunch of sheep. When I was a kid, I would sit back in a room, play the guitar, and imagine there were a million angels around me. All right, angels, here we go. I'm not kidding you. I could even feel them around me. You know what? I've done the big crowds now. I still like the angels. (laughs) When there was nobody to watch him worship, he was there with a bunch of sheep. Your faithfulness when nobody is watching in worship. Your faithfulness when nobody is watching in worship. Can you worship when nobody's watching? Can you worship when no one's looking at you? Can you worship when all you got around you are sheep? And if you know sheep, sheep just plain stupid. I'm not making that up. I mean, anyone who's been with sheep, you know. That's why when Jesus spoke to the disciples, he says, all you like sheep have gone away. Huh? That's not a compliment. They're not very smart animals. And yet, David worshipped when he was alone with sheep. David worshiped when he was alone with sheep, and that same worship that he did there, why? Because he felt the power surge through him, is what brought authenticity to his power when he was with the king in the room of a king, worshiping and worshiping his way. And the demon that was with that king would leave, and that same worship spirit that was with the bear in the field, killing the bears in Saul's bedroom, now is out there in the main field before that big battle that stands before him. David didn't change a thing. What gave David the boldness to say, today, I'll take your head down. What gave David the boldness to say? It was his worship, church. It was his worship. Because worship is first and foremost a revelation of who God is. And secondly, when you get a revelation of who God is, God releases a revelation of who you are. Your revelation of God is incomplete without you realizing that you are complete in Him. Your revelation of God, your worship of God is incomplete. If it's all about, oh God, I just want to worship you. I just want to worship you. You've got to learn the art of saying, I'm going to sit in your presence. David would write these words that I believe came from his wilderness shepherding days. He says, be still my soul. And no, be still. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. There was something about stillness. There was something about receiving. There was something about being still and receiving that brings a power in your life. You want to know why you freak out every time an attack comes against you? Because you haven't been in the secret place. Those that live in the secret place, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. David knew, I will say of the Lord, he is my God. Goliath, you're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. Why? Because your eye is not on the enemy. It's not on the doctor's report. It's not on what the boss is saying. Your eye is on none of those things. Your eye is on God no matter what. My eye is fixed on Jesus. I will worship my way there. I will worship my way here. And I'm going to keep worshiping my way. When the ark of the Lord was being brought into Jerusalem. David goes out there. The Bible says wearing a a thin ephod. That's a very, very thin cloth. Not a very becoming dress for a king. When did David learn to wear light and dance? You want to know where he learned that? In the wilderness. It was too hot to wear heavy clothes. Where was it that David danced before the Lord with all his might all the time? It was with a bunch of sheep. David didn't just suddenly get the Holy Ghost and do the David dance. You know the David dance? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who taught us that. That's the worst dance ever. Are you listening to me today? Who taught David that when the presence of God was coming in, I will dance before the Lord with all my might. What was it that didn't hold David back? I will be Even more undignified than this. While Mikal or Michael or however you say her name. Saul's daughter that he married sat in the windows and looked down and says, Is this any way your king behaves? (laughs) My daddy's king and he never did this. You need to learn a few things from my daddy. No, honey. The Holy Ghost left your daddy and came on me because I act like this. If you forget why you got where you got, if you forgot why and how God brought you there, you will conform into something else and you'll try to be something else when you are a replacement for that. It's a really important church. It's a really important church. You see that thin strand that runs through everything in David's life? It's the presence of God. It's the presence of God. And we have come to a place in our world where we have separated our worship from our other world. It's like the separation of church and state. Let's not mess with that. Let's not mess with that. You got to hear me now. If you can learn to make the presence the priority in your life, you will see victories like you cannot imagine. Here's the funny thing. There will come a bear. There will come a lion. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Please hear me. Your success and victory for your future is dependent on your ability to solve problems. And sometimes they are your enemy's problems. I used to say this a long time ago. It was my friend Felix who taught me this. He said, there will always be a Goliath and a Saul in your life. There's always going to be a Goliath and a Saul in your life. You need to have the discernment which one is which. Here's the funny thing. Both of them are trying to kill you. But one of them you have to honor, and one of them you got to kill. If you kill your soul, you'll never get to where God is taking you. This culture of honor is really important. As a church, we need to learn to honor each other. Honor your pastors. Give them the place that deserves. Honor one another. Husbands, honor your wives. Wives, honor your husbands. Walk in love. Create this culture of honor. Because I promise you, the secret to your promotion is in your honor. Now you might say, well, preacher, that ship has passed. I've gossiped and slandered so much. I don't know if I can. You know what? That's why we need the blood of Jesus, don't we? That's why we need the blood of Jesus, don't we? Boy, have I heard enough slander in the last few weeks. You know what we do? We forgive. I ain't got no time to throw stones at every barking dog on the road. What we do is we walk in honor. We walk in honor. We walk in honor. You know what honor is? I got your back. You know what honor is? I got your back. You're trying to kill me? I still got your back. You're trying to destroy me? I still got your back. You know what honor is? Honor is telling somebody, no matter what you do, I will stand by you. I will not slander you. I will not turn against you. No matter what you do, I'm going to stand with you. That's honor. Church, is that culture still possible? Is that culture still possible in this day and age? Or is the first gossip that you hear, Really? I'm tired of those flaky. I'm done with that stuff. I want honor in this church. I want honor in this church. When, when, this, when the soldiers went and cut the robe off of Saul's uh, cape. And came back and said, see we got him, we got him. David rebukes them. You humiliated my Lord. Who is the Lord he's talking about? The one who's trying to kill him. The one he's running away from. You've humiliated him. And He repents. For having cut a small piece of robe. All that meant is I got the edge over you. I'm better than you. I could have killed you if I wanted. And yet, even that, David says, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. In this culture of honor, that's not allowed. You want to know why God says he's a man after my own heart? A man after my own heart? A man after my own heart? Because even he wouldn't speak against his own enemy that was trying to kill him. Try to solve the problems of the enemy that's around you. Try to bless people that are around you. Look back over your life at people that you've given your all to and they turned against you and say, if I would do it again, I would do it all over again. Because I will not change who I am based on how people react. I cannot change who I am based on what people do. No matter what they say or do against you, I am what I am. Why? Because I'm a man of honor. I'm a woman of honor. And therefore, the strand of worship that flows through me keeps me grounded in honor. Keeps me grounded. I will not change who I am. It's who I am. And that's what's going to change this world. And that's what's going to change your life, beloved. Let's lose that other stuff. Let's lose that other stuff. Realize this thing called worship is not the cute thing that we do to prepare for the message. Let's sing a few songs so their hearts get ready for the word. I hate that. I hate that. We don't worship here to prepare your hearts for the word. We worship here because we were created to worship. I don't know what your battle is today. I don't know what your struggle is today. But your solution is in your worship and honor. God is raising worship warriors. Meaning what? Those that know how to worship in their war. Not just keep their worship separate and their war separate. But worshiping warriors that will bring their worship into their Goliath. Into their Saul. Into their Goliath. Into their palace. Into Jerusalem. That will take their worship into every area of their life. You can't separate it. There is no separation. You are one body full of worship. That's who you are. That's who God made you. That's why God made you a spirit. Spirit. And those who worship God who is spirit must worship Him in spirit and truth. Stand up on your feet quickly. Father God, we worship You. We worship You in this place. Father, we worship You. I pray right now, God, that this word This word would bear fruit in every life. There are many in this room that are going through a battle. They're going through struggles. They're going through fights. They're looking at the future and they have no idea what the future holds. So many precious people here tonight, oh God, that, that don't know what the answer is. And the answer is always one thing, worship. Worship. How do I know what to say when Goliath shows up? Your worship will tell you what to say. How do I know what to do when I'm with Saul in the palace? I've never been in a palace before your worship will tell you what to do. Don't change who you are just because you showed up in a palace. Don't change who you are just because you showed up in a palace. Don't change who you are just because you came before that nasty Goliath. Worship your way in. Worship your way out. Worship is your answer. Whatever you are going through today, your worship is your answer. And Brazen Grace, this is a church where we worship not just on Sundays. You hear me? We don't want us to sit here and not know what to do. A real man, King David, danced undignified. Greg said something to me last week. When he first came here and he saw somebody in the church, he was kind of uncomfortable because that's not the kind of church he was used to. And it was someone worshiping kind of radically in our church. And he, 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 he kind of, you know, in his heart said, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. And the Lord spoke to him and said, if you could only worship me like that person does. If you could only worship me with that total abandon, that total surrender, a real man, a real woman knows how to worship God undignified. You know what that's saying? My pride is not more important than you, God. My pride is not more important than you, God. You are more than my pride, my shame, what people think. You are more than that to me. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to just worship him right now. Would you do that? 30 seconds. Worship him. Would you do that? If you are facing a situation that seems unsolvable, just lift that hand and praise Him right where you are. If you are facing a situation in your marriage, in your job, in your finances, maybe it's your children, whatever you are looking for, would you worship Him? Just worship Him. You know, you don't even have to usually tell God what's going on. He knows. He just needs you to worship Him. Why? Because you're going back to that root of honor. Honor is the key to your promotion. Worship is all about honor. And your honor will take you to the next level. Your honor. Your awareness of the presence of God. Your awareness of the presence of God. When you are aware of His presence, you have no care for a Goliath standing before you. When you are aware of His presence, you have no fear of any enemy that comes against you. When you are aware of Jesus, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth, they'll go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. All it takes is us fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Praise him. Praise him. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hold someone's hand next to you and just give them the hope they need. Give them that faith that they need. They may be feeling alone, but give them that hope with your hand. You're gonna be all right. Jesus is with you. Can I just be his hands for just a moment? Can I be His hands for you? Come on, hold that hand. Can I be His hands for you? Let the hand that I'm holding bring hope, bring faith. Let the hand that is holding me help me focus straight onto His presence. Forget about the war, forget about the attacks, forget about the battles. They're all good. You're good. You're good. His presence. His presence. His presence. His presence. His presence. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift those hands as a sign of surrender and humility. Really, it takes humility to lift your hands. And you may be from a different denomination that doesn't do this and you're not used to. It's not a, it is not a charismatic thing. It's not a Pentecostal thing. It's just a Bible thing. The Bible says lift up holy hands. It's like a baby reaching out to Papa. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me, Papa. Lift me up. I'm weak. Lift me up. I need you. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. I'm weak, Lord. Carry me. Carry me. Yeah, oh my God. Jesus. Jesus. Let his peace fill every heart right now. Break every chain right now. Heal everybody right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, your fear and anxiety is only an indication of how far away from the presence you are. So when fear comes, don't beat yourself up. Just run into the secret place. Just run into the secret place. Just run into the secret place. Brazen Grace, everyone that's in this church. I know sometimes some of us that work, we, we can't fix our minds on worship. we Not in this church, y'all. We do it all together. Everything you do is a worship unto God. Everything you do is worship unto God. When you came at 7.30, that was worship to God. When you picked up and you cleaned up and you put the chairs and the lights and the sound, that was worship to God. That was worship to God. You are a worshiper. You are a worshiper. And God is proud of you. God takes pleasure in you. God takes delight in you. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Take a few seconds and thank him. It's done. It's done. Come on. Thank him. It's done. It's done. It's done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Come on. Thank him. It is done. It is done. It is done. done. It is done. It is done. It is done. You got the victory. You got the victory in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and give Him praise in this house, would you? Hallelujah.
1: If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675 San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at zcimofficial. Official. God bless you.